it's your girl, Nettie B. And it's Rima L. And you are tuned in to the Sugar and Spouse podcast, where we'll discuss all the sugar, a.k.a. the tips and tricks to make your wedding planning journey a bit sweeter. And don't forget the spouse, which are ways to keep that spark alive before and after the I do's. We'll also highlight professional vendors. So without further ado, let's get get into it. it. What's up, girl? How are you? Good, good. Getting ready for the holidays. You know, Christmas is coming around the corner. Yes, the holiday season. Honestly, one of my favorite times of the year, honestly. Like, ever since I stopped working in retail, I love it. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah, no. Ever since everyone started having kids in my family, it's like... (laughs) Another job. (laughs) This is very overwhelming. I hosted Christmas one year, and I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. no. I can't do this again. (laughs) (laughs) You got a lot of little ones in your family. (laughs) Yes, it's a lot of work. It's a lot. Physically, mentally. (laughs) Emotionally. Yes, yes. You got to plan for it, which is perfect. (laughs) Because that's what we're talking about today. Yes, (laughs) planning. And also with the holidays, this time of the year is coming up on engagement season too so it's a lot of like if you have getting engaged around thanksgiving christmas Mm -hmm. new year's all of the holiday times is like Mm -hmm. yes this is definitely proposal season Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is when we're going to see all the secret proposals all the surprises (laughs) i'm looking forward to it guys i'm looking forward to it I love it every year i love it so much Mm -hmm. i love proposals they're just so cute but aside from that if you have been proposed to already by this holiday season, I bet you're ready to really dig into today's topic of wedding planning. Mm-hmm. It's time to get it started, at least get an idea of it. So with that being mm-hmm. said, let's jump into what should we do first? Because I know that's on the top of every proposed person's mind. It's like, hmm, where do I start? Yeah. Let's start with the basics. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to say number one basic setting wedding planning ground rules. Trust me, this is a sugar and spouse tip. You guys don't understand how crucial that is. Absolutely. You must set those ground rules so that way you both are on the same page. You're not clashing and bumping heads during this time because best believe you will be clashing at times. You may be going against what the other person wants and you should set those ground rules so you can be like, ah, we said we weren't going to do this. Let's bring it back. Let's rewind. Yeah, this um is something that we have learned through experience, both Rima and I. And prior to this, like I was never in a wedding and I also didn't really know anyone who was had a wedding. Mm-hmm. So this was something that I really didn't know that I would have to like plan with my significant other. Like you really have to put in the work early on, like just set the basics. Um, Like one way to do it is to set a safe word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speak on that. <laughs> yeah, not like in the, I mean, you can set a safe word in the bedroom, but we're talking about in wedding planning. <laughs> wedding planning. Anyway, wedding planning is a safe word, meaning it's really easy to get like caught up in wedding planning and um, these things have a lot of emotions involved. Mm -hmm. The safe word is a way that you guys can just tell each other, like back off. I'm at my height. And this is something you can keep 
going forward in your whole relationships. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to stop here, but this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good key for communicating. And it all starts with this time where you're thrown into this group project, because in <laughs> my opinion, that's literally what it is. It's a massive group <laughs> project with this person you're about to spend the rest of your life with. So mm-hmm. having a safe word when things get a bit too overwhelming, when you're like about to snap, but you don't want to snap. <laughs> A safe word is a good thing, you know? And also, you should schedule and manage your time. Like, not to make this sound like a job, but it's kind of like one. So you don't want every minute of the day to be wedding planning. It's not the plan, you know? You want to set a time that you're going to discuss wedding plans, maybe make a schedule of when you're going to look at venues, sit down Mm -hmm. to talk about budgets. But that shouldn't be your entire day or your entire week for lack of a better matter, but definitely set a schedule of when you want to get planning done. Yeah. In my case, um, my husband and I, when we were planning, um, we finally stumbled across the schedule thing (laughs) (laughs) and it was like, okay. He was like, listen, you got X amount of hours on this day. And I'm like, Mm. okay. Yeah. We have, he was very stern. Very stern, like this day is Sundays, Saturdays, Wednesdays. We looked at our calendars and like, this is what we got to plan. This thing's got to be done. And the caveat my way was like, okay, well, if we don't like cross off certain things or we don't like get a certain number of goals done within this time, we're allowed to flex time. Like, okay, we're going over an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Very analytical. But that's get no girl. I had the lucky, well, unlucky, but we were supposed to get married and had our wedding in 2020, right? And then we mm-hmm. kind of had to like plan the wedding twice before we actually had it. So <laughs> this yeah. was on the third time. <laughs> Goodness, but you know, COVID was in the midst of that too. That kind of threw mm-hmm. a wrench in the plans. Oh, a big wrench, like that, like starting things over mm-hmm. and whatever anyway oh, yeah definitely yeah with us it was like okay let's try to enjoy being engaged because one of our good friends <laughs> definitely told us like look you're a fiance for a shorter time than you are a wife so mm-hmm. enjoy just being in this space of being a fiance and enjoy it that lasted maybe a few months jumped <laughs> 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 into it um it definitely stressed me out and i wish i knew to sit down and actually set a schedule with my now husband to discuss things because i was that bride like okay it's Tuesday. When are we going to see venues? When do we see the florist? When are we booking the photographer? Driving myself. And I'm sure him nuts at the same time. <laughs> so that's a yeah. takeaway. Um, also, along with making your schedule, you want to set out wedding-free zones. Nettie, do you agree? I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Um, this is hard for me, but I came around. I didn't start on wedding-free zones. Mm -hmm. Uh, but (laughs) towards the end yeah no like these are things we're learning about (laughs) we didn't go through any of this but (laughs) we're here to advise you on our mistakes so that way (laughs) wedding planning time for yourself Um, this is when if you do have a, a bridal party or really close friends 
these times are when you could really lean on them because um, there'll be times where I'm like, oh, this flower arrangement I saw is cute. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I can't keep just sending my, you know, future husband like a million of these things. I could just call up one of my bridesmaids or send it to them and then they'll be more than happy to have the conversation. Okay. So lean yeah. on them in that sense aspect absolutely yes and plus they can help kind of bring you back down to reality too because mm-hmm. us as brides we go to the tried and true head mm-hmm. over to pinterest and we get mm-hmm. all these beautiful imagery of florals and they're like yes i need this you probably need that good team to be like yeah this is beautiful but let's Real back to your budget let's talk about yeah. the theme and they kind of hone you in too yeah, yeah, that's true. They are a good, that's what good bridal party does. Um, and you guys, another tip to do, uh, kind of like a wedding free zone, but not really, but is keeping regular dates. Um, so what you could do is like, along with when you're making that schedule, you guys are like, okay, we're making sure every week we're doing every whatever make whatever time works for you but like say once a month every other week we're having a date night that you can make the wedding free zone the date night absolutely so, like there's no wedding talk whatsoever mm-hmm. no what no i'm like i wish you guys if you guys ever seen that meme where it's this guy who looks like he's holding his breath really hard trying not to say something <laughs> me and pop it in somewhere there you go yes. <laughs> yeah yeah you don't want to have those moments so <laughs> definitely take those breaks clear those wedding free zones and while you're mm-hmm. out there do not mention a word about wedding planning enjoy with each other and just reset before jumping back into it Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Fight that urge. Yes, definitely. I know it's going to be hard because you want everything to be planned. You want it to be done, but you need breaks because you will stress yeah. out. Trust yes. us. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you guys have set that basic goal of you know setting down the ground rules, you want to also make sure that you guys are on the same page vision wise. Like that's number one. That's a good one. Well, number two. <laughs> Yes, you definitely do because there's so many wedding themes that if you're not into the wedding scene entirely, like before mm-hmm. the proposal, then you will learn that there's so many scenes that you can do. So many themes, there's boho theme weddings, there's glam, there's simplistic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you definitely want to be on the same page. You know, the, the groom or your partner might have a completely different vision for how they want their wedding day to be compared to yours. So definitely mm-hmm. sit down and have those conversations about what is important to each one of you. Yeah. Even if you think, you know, um, and even if you do really know, it's just important. Like communication is key. So it is important that you guys are on that same page. Uh, another way to go about this conversation of the same page of the vision is to make sure you guys name your non-negotiables. So that's important. It, you may not even know what your spouse considers something non-negotiable. Like maybe there's a friend or a family member that 
you didn't think was that important. And they're like, no, they have to be there. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe they're tied to, um, what is it called? Like certain traditions, I guess, or mm-hmm. having those remembrance tables or something, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, that you feel like you need to have at your wedding. Definitely speak up and let them know, like, look, if we have to budget and cut anything out, this is a no-go. This must yes. fit in the budget and it must yes. happen at the wedding. Yes. And don't be selfish. Like, don't say all of the things are your non-negotiables. Yeah, be reasonable. You have to be, be reasonable. reasonable. <laughs> but putting those things all out on the table ensures that wedding planning goes a lot smoother and you guys get to actually enjoy the good parts of wedding planning because it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just the pitfalls we're trying to help you avoid. Yes, yes. And it definitely takes a myth, takes away from that myth of it's just the bride's day. It's coming mm-hmm. into a realm of it's the bride and groom and you guys have to give and take and you know, share those things. Not to be stingy and like this is my day. I'm the bride. Mm-hmm. Bridezilla moment, you know? Definitely don't want to have those. Um, yeah, it should have always been like that. Like, yeah. it's both of you guys are taking the plunge. This is like important. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know when that started. Oh, Granted, it started like decades ago, but it's just been a stigma that it's the bride's day, whatever the bride wants, make the bride happy. But you know, the mm-hmm. man's getting married too. He should be happy. Yeah. And he should own some responsibility too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's both of our day. Yeah, it is. It is our day, but mostly mine. <laughs> yes, yes. And although it is the bride's main day and the groom, you know, when things are getting tough during wedding planning, you can always lean on family members. Like maybe you can speak up and see if they possibly want to participate in some way. Um, I know during my wedding time, my mom, she assisted with buying my dress. So that was like a big burden off of me. And she wanted to give that contribution and that gift. So you might have family members who want to participate in any way that they can. Yeah. um, Speaking of these ground rules and basics, you do want to talk about how involved you want your family to be mm-hmm. um, because there's a flip side. Have, it's a flip side. It might be this one family members like, Oh, well actually you're going to marry. No, actually I, it's my day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, or they might feel like, okay, yeah, I will pay for the whole thing, but it has to be my vision. Yes. Or These maybe people have to be invited. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Girl, that's a common one. These people gotta be invited. That oh, cousin, yeah. remember? You don't remember that cousin? No, I haven't right. seen them since I was born. Right, and barely remember who they are. Like, yeah, of course, they're always gonna want to have their strong opinions if they're mm-hmm. contributing to. That happens mm-hmm. a lot. So definitely discuss that with your partner. Like, how much are we gonna allow our family to be involved in this planning process? Okay, Mm -hmm. and also have a time where if you feel like one family member is overstepping, especially when it's someone from the opposite side, you know, so it's like Mm -hmm. if your mother in law might be overstepping, you don't want to kind of make any type of turmoil or rifts in your marriage or in your relationship. So you might can have that conversation like, hey, 
things are getting out of hand. I need you to speak to mom-in-law, dad-in-law, and try to reel this back in so we're on the same page. Yeah, this, this, um, and you guys will be so happy you had the conversation before you got into the thick of wedding planning before all of that, because things happen. Like say you don't want to have a, you want to have a child free wedding and then you're getting massive pressure from other side of the family. Like, no, I want children to come. You need your partner to be on the same page. You guys will be a, a united front because united you already had this come. You've already had this conversation. Talk like, about it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear about little Timmy coming. Little <laughs> yeah, no. And that's a whole story in itself. Like kids, they're adorable. Love you. But I feel like weddings half the time is not the scene for kids. Unless it's like a, a you know, a bunch of children there. It's a daytime type of event. Maybe a little dry kind of wedding. But I just feel like no. an environment where... People are drinking, there's dancing, you know, you're trying to get serious stuff done and the kids are just running wild. It's just, it's like chaos. I don't know. That's my opinion. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, one kid feels like two to three adults. So I know what you mean. Like they have the energy of like four adults, Um, but you just play it by ear, do what works for you. Like for me, I couldn't not have... Mm -hmm some people at my way because I love them so much. And it was like, I'll deal with them if they're going to be crazy. But at the same time, um, it would have been cool to be only adults only. Yeah. yeah. It would been a little bit more turned up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because of the, the setup of your reception, it was so open and on the beach. I honestly didn't even realize that the kids were there. <laughs> it was tearing up the dance floor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that like I can see that because we was enclosed and they would be jumping off the walls. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Absolutely, it depends. It all depends, but I don't see any problem with either or. If you know, if you are a guest who's invited to a wedding that's child free and you have children, keep that problem to yourself. Get a babysitter for the night. If you can't, then tell them I'm sorry, and they should understand. Yeah, I know in our opinion, well, not in our opinion, but during our wedding, we definitely said no kids because in our experience, we feel as though sometimes parents go to these events and it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're in a room full of adults. Someone's going to get my kid. No, not at this event. No, (laughs) no, it's your responsibility. And sometimes parents don't feel like that. They're like, oh, we're here. Auntie Karen is here. Uncle Benny. Mm -hmm. They're not going to let my kids get hurt. I'm going to enjoy myself. That shouldn't be anyone else's responsibility. Those people are there to enjoy themselves as well. They said it takes a village. Not that night. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone wants to have fun. (laughs) Moving on to other things that you guys should discuss is the location of your wedding. Mm -hmm. Do you want a local wedding? Do you want a destination wedding? Do you want to elope? Like these things have to be chatted about. Yes. Church versus not church. Do you need your specific pastor or priest to be the person? Mm -hmm. Do you need to be at your specific church? You guys need to, you know, it's important. These should definitely come up 
don't ever assume that your partner just knows your fiance just knows. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> Definitely should talk to each other and get mm-hmm. a sense that you both want the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of that, you want to also decide if you guys will be doing like a bridal party or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And if so, who's going to be in it? Do you think mandatory family has to be in it? Like, okay, mm-hmm. because you have a sister, now your sister has to be in my wedding party. That's a good point. That is a good point. Or vice versa. It's like you have this brother. I have to make him mm-hmm. a groomsman now because, yes. you know, so those are serious conversations to have too. Granted, your tribe is your own. You should pick whoever mm-hmm. you want, but you should also see what's important to the person you're marrying. Maybe they want their sibling to be a part of the wedding process, too. Yeah. And um, don't be afraid to personalize it. You know, you don't have to stick to like the traditional best man, groomsman. You can like create other roles and other ways to um, highlight people in your wedding absolutely like if you tuned into our wedding trends you will see that people are breaking outside of the social norms and the traditions of weddings there's Mm -hmm. grooms women there's Mm -hmm. men of honor Mm -hmm. they're switching it up yeah there's flower grandmas instead of flower girls which Mm -hmm. is so cute yeah so you don't have to fit the social norm you can do what you want nowadays yeah. Uh, and, you know, you also want to decide the size of the wedding, too. Like, mm-hmm. do you want intimate or a large wedding? Ooh, and anything in between. So, and you guys will be surprised, too, on those conversations. You might think, you might be thinking, oh, you know, 50 people and your fiance may be thinking 300. So. And that's a big difference when it comes to making a budget. The guest list definitely is the driving vehicle of your budget. (laughs) Speak on it. That's the next tip. Yes, yes. So you want to definitely set the budget and including in setting the budget, you figure out how many guests you want to invite and that will assist in kind of seeing if that's feasible for you. So if your budget is about $25,000, let us just say, and your venue is charging a hundred and something odd dollars per plate, and you have a guest list of 400 people, I don't think that's going to work. And that's not mathing. Mm-mm, it's not mathing. Yeah. So you, you definitely want to make a financial plan in correlation with your wants and your needs and your pockets. Yeah. And on the guest count front, you remember you're going to make multiple um, versions of your guest list, right? So to get started, you guys just go crazy. Just start off mm-hmm. with everybody that you want to invite mm-hmm. just to get your wrap your mind around it. Like this is who all I want to see. And then as you go on in your budget, you start planning, start looking you're going to like edit that list. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just make the list of who you want to invite. You probably make your own separate lists. He makes his, she makes hers and you guys come together and probably cross reference. Um, I know what we did when we went through our guest list. That's what we did. We did separate lists. I looked at his, he looked at mine and I'm going through the list and I'm like, who is this? 
<laughs> Never met them before. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is my college buddy, blah, blah, blah. That's great. But I don't think this is the the time for me to meet someone for the first time. Yeah. You know? It's like those were our criteria that we set forth. It's like if we didn't meet this person during the time that we've been together, I don't think they make the cut for the wedding. That makes sense. That makes sense. And that's a good tip. Another tip for guest lists is would you take this person out to a $150, $200 dinner? On you. On you? Like, would you do that? Like, and if you would not do that on a regular day, like, they probably shouldn't be on your guest list. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the ultimate cut that list down when you ask. Yeah, I'm just taking you to like what? That's just for them alone. Don't include your meal. Oh you yeah, exactly. So that's important. Um, and don't include their plus one or the kids mm-hmm. if they're allowing them to come. So definitely yeah, even things. Yeah, yeah, and um, and the financial like. In your budget, you also want to make like that plan, like you said, Rima, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and when you're making this financial plan, you want to think of splurge items. Like that's the way I did it because I'm not super rich. But he's <laughs> like, okay, what are, what is something that we are going to throw most of our money at, or like something like a big ticket item mm-hmm. that we're not going to really like. Yeah, we take from other parts of the budget to make happen. Mm -hmm. That's a must, or you put a lot of into it. So, for example, some people are like, "What's so important to me is the food. I will pay top dollar for the food. Yeah, I can go somewhere and get this for like sixty dollars a plate, but no, I want top shelf, and we're gonna pay." Mm-hmm. $200 a plate or whatever because this is important or I'm also going to have like the dessert tower and this and that because mm-hmm. that was that's what they're important so in exchange they probably won't do the fancy chairs or they might have a more right. simple decor mm-hmm. so. like cut back on something else so that way you get these must haves or if you've been following a certain videographer photographer Mm -hmm. decorator and you're like I need this person the day of my Mm -hmm. wedding and Mm -hmm. depending on what they charge you might have to cut back on other things in order to get what you want even change your venue Mm -hmm. anything Um, another uh, like, do you remember that show David Tutera show yes 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 I do on TLC Oh, TLC, yeah. When, all right. If you guys are listening or watching and you don't know what I'm talking about, David Cetera is like this huge um, wedding planner, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he has a line in uh, Michael's of like, like yes, a wedding. of wedding accessories Crafts. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he was like super hot stuff. And he had his whole show where mm-hmm. he would come and save brides and grooms and people like last minute and -hmm. just give them the fairy tale dream of their life right yeah like dream wedding like no budget like just go crazy Mm -hmm. um and i always remember i'll never forget i don't know why because this girl this bride was so fly Mm -hmm. so she had a decent budget right and then but she had nothing like it was coming close and she was like 
Close to the wedding date? Closer to, like, it was looking like the wedding was, she was having a hard time. She was like, help us. We're spiraling. Okay. Because she had um, spent like 90% of the budget on her dress issues. I guess that was really important to her then. It was really important. It was, but it was fire because guys, you can do that. Like dresses can go tens of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the dress and shoe was fire. Mm-hmm. She got the, she looked nice, but they had nothing else. Oh, where was she wearing it to? <laughs> Man, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it, anyway. Attire is one of the splurge items you guys can have if you guys think. Oh no! I need to be head to toe. I need that birded gown. Mm-hmm. I need that Instagram gown. I need this. Absolutely, absolutely. Or if you have a venue that you've been, I don't know, just dreaming about, mm-hmm. definitely make arrangements to make it happen. And another tip, also with budgeting, um, there's some things that you can pay in installments. I believe your dress, the venue. Um, the florist. And when you do these things, you definitely want to ask for an invoice after each payment. And you want to keep track of how much you're paying and what the remaining balance is. Um, I know when we were looking at our venue, we definitely kept asking for the invoices. And up to the last payment, they tried to give us a quote that was a bit more than we knew we, you know, it wasn't mathing with the invoices that we had. Oh, so see, luckily, and that's on bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm excuse me, no, no. I have the last invoice, and it says our final balance is blah 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 blah. So nice. luckily, I asked for those as I was getting them because I wouldn't have had that proof to say that number is inaccurate. Oh, that's a really good tip. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard it here. You heard it here. <laughs> So people who would collect invoices are also wedding planners, mm-hmm. um, which in the basics of wedding planning, you guys want to decide if you guys are going to go that route. Yeah. We did a whole episode getting into that, mm-hmm. diving deep, and you guys should check it out. It's from season one. Yep. Um, episode four. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and setting the date or date range. Now, obviously, if you're just starting to talk or just starting this conversation, you might not know the exact date you want to get married or you may, Mm -hmm. but you really want to guys talk about that and set it because that would definitely set the tone of everything else. It's like just as important as your um, guest count as far as the impact on budget. Absolutely. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. depending on the day you get married, the venue will charge a different fee. Um, When we were getting married in 2019, Thursdays was starting to become the more popular day that people were getting married, but it was still on the cheaper end than Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Mm -hmm. now I think it's becoming more popular. So it might be a bit higher than it was back then, but do consider the the day of the week you're getting married because that will definitely change the price point of the per person price or maybe the venue um, overall fee. Yeah, and the time of day uh, mm-hmm. is definitely something. So if you get married earlier in the day, it 
pretty much be cheaper. Um, usually been being used, people want to get married after work or like later in the evening, have like a later ceremony. So those times are in high demand. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing like a brunch thing or like a breakfast wedding or something really early, you right. can totally um, save there and that does impact your budget. Yep. When you go, I believe they're called twilight hours or mm-hmm. something like that. So mm-hmm. if they don't mention to you, oh, we have these twilight packages, you can ask them about it. Like, hey, do you offer any twilight packages? And nine times out of 10, they do, but they probably don't want to tell it because (laughs) you can get more money at a nighttime wedding. So this is true. Have that in your bag of tricks when you go to these venues and checking them out. Um, Also with dates, you want to keep in mind special dates. So Venues like to monopolize on these special dates like 11, 12, 13, November 12, 2013, just because of the mm-hmm. ring of it, 11, 12, 13 or um, mm-hmm. 12, 23, 23 or mm-hmm. something of that sort. Things that kind of like show a consecutive pattern. They upcharge on those days, which I learned on my little adventure because <laughs> um, our wedding date is 9 19 19 and we mm-hmm. went to one venue and told them that was our day and he said oh wow we missed that one and I was like what do you mean you missed it and that's what he said he's like yeah we usually upcharge on those special sounding days Woo. That's cold-blooded. Isn't it? <laughs> um, and the season dictates your, your budget as well. It um, And also it dictates like your vibe as well. So you can go mm-hmm. to a venue and if you're seeing it in the summertime and it has all these beautiful flowers, yes. and then um, but you're getting married in the fall or the winter and the flowers that made you fall in love are not there. It's okay. something to consider talk about it that was me <laughs> we checked out our venue and they had these beautiful floral arrangements and i asked like hey we're getting married in september is this the floral arrangement in september and they're like yeah it should be we got there the day of the wedding it was all mums <laughs> mums are pretty <laughs> If, if I expected them to be there, sure. But when I thought I was going to get a different floral arrangement, I did not want to see those moms. You probably had this whole other vision. Absolutely. Like, what is yes. And aside from the venue, depending on when you decide to get married, also with your florists can impact how much your flowers would be. Because if you have like a vision of like, white roses or calla lilies and you're getting married in December when those flowers aren't really in bloom or in season, it's going to be more expensive because now they have to import them from wherever they are in season. Mm, That's a good, that's a good call. Um, And also there are high seasons and low seasons for weddings. Mm -hmm. So like typically most people get married in like May, June, July, right? Like April, May, June, all of that time, like right after graduation, all those are usually when it's super booked. I don't know if this is true, but I'm starting to feel like the winter months are getting more popular. Um, Fall weddings are becoming very popular. So um, just keep an eye out. I I still don't think it beats the summer 
time because people don't have to work. Um, there's more vacations and blah, blah. So, but still. That's true. Yeah. Um, when we were looking for facts and did you know type of things, it mentioned that June is the most popular month for weddings. Mm-hmm. And that's closely followed by August and September. Yeah. I mean, September is a good sweet spot because if you live in a place that has four seasons, mm-hmm. um, you don't, or like more than one season, the summer is usually here in the United States, like the summer is usually like cooling down and then it's not cold yet, Right. but it's still, you can still get a nice hot day, but not too hot. So it does work out. It's like a happy medium. It's, yeah, it's a perfect, it's like, oh, love is in the air. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you want to do fall, you can still do fall though. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect. Yes. And all of these tips is, you know, I know we're talking about a lot with venues, but even if you plan to elope, some of these things can impact you as well. Um, I did see like some people are uh, eloping in maybe state parks or public parks and things like that. Um, I'm not sure if you need permits for those things. I would assume you would. But, um, you know, depending on the season and what's happening, that can impact pricing or if you're able to do it at those times and for you folks that are eloping there's this really cool um company called simply eloped where they handle all of those permits and things like that for you so they mm-hmm. won't do the reception piece but the ceremony piece they'll be able to help you and they are located like throughout the whole country and all the hot spots um and so you can get you can get married in these places. It's public. So um, you won't have like a private ceremony, but you will be able, you won't have to worry about those permits and things like that. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's a big help. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess with all of that being said, whether you're eloping or if you're getting a venue or destination, um, I think it's a good tip to have at least maybe like your top three dates. Just yeah. in case the oh, date that you guys are looking into is fully booked wherever you plan to go, you can have a backup mm-hmm. in case maybe that date might be open if one of the other two dates aren't and you're not disappointed, you know, and you can still get the venue you want to have it at. Yeah. And it's easier when you go to, when you go to vin- like vendors and venues, when you have three dates to give them off the bat, then they can just give you information right away like um and you don't have to worry and you can probably pounce on dates earlier because you know what you want already coming in and they're like yeah that's actually open Mm -hmm. and then you'll be the first on the list for everything so it's pretty good to have the dates in mind um Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be better. And it's like, they're more accommodating that way instead of you going mm-hmm. home and thinking like, okay, well, this day to work. And that was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they go like hotcakes. Those days. They do. <laughs> uh, like, and they don't hold them dates for anything. They might let you know like, okay, well, we'll give you some time. But if someone else comes along, we're going to have to give it to whoever puts that deposit down. Oh, Yeah. The deposit serious, mm-hmm. uh, but another tip though, besides the deposits, are to create separate emails 
for all these wedding related things and organize your files. So, Hmm. you know, when you're corresponding with these venues and these vendors talking about the dates, you don't want to flood your personal email address um, or the email that you use for everything else. It's going to be difficult. And when you sign up for all these free trials for all these like wedding stuff, you don't have to be spammed forever. (laughs) You're me. Yeah, email address. So. I wish I knew that tip because I'm getting um, <laughs> videographer quotes and <laughs> and all kind of things to this day. <laughs> to this day, years later, years later, I'm still getting the hey, look at this special. It's like I'm not getting married anymore, guys. <laughs> so that is a Take good tip. List. Mm-hmm. Um, and also worked really well too for. Um, your fiance to also have access and visibility to things that are happening as well. So you guys can just be on the same page, send it straight to that. Mm, That's Um, so smart. That's so smart. So now you both are in the know because you both are on the email account versus mm -hmm. it's like, hey, when is this? What's happening here? Yeah. Or you you see a vendor say something crazy. He's already there. You see it too. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of venue vendors, whatever you decide to do when you're thinking of these third-party professionals who are going to assist in making your day as magical as you want it to be, you want to do your research. Definitely do your research. Check out Wedding Wire, The Knot, Google Review. You definitely want to see how this person performs, their professionalism, um, and see how other brides and grooms encountered them during their weddings. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out to a bride if you see them (laughs) on Instagram. I know it's a little weird. The worst they could do is just not answer you, but... (laughs) Reach out and ask for their opinion. Like, oh, I see you booked this person. How was it? I'm getting married. Let me have this one. Oh, like um, at this venue. How was it? Did they treat you oh, nice? Yeah. Was mm. it? Yeah. All those things. Um, mm-hmm. And when you are doing research, you also want to consider if, um, you know, you also want to consider if you can visit the venues or meet with the vendors um, personally before mm-hmm. you book them. Not per- like even on a video chat, like consultation to see if you guys have that vibe mm-hmm. and to see, you know, just just a little taste without having, before you're too far down the road with them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I will definitely vouch for that one. You always want to have a consultation with the professionals that you're booking for your wedding or considering to book for your wedding, because mm. I don't know about you, but I have to fill out your vibe if we're going to mm. work together. So mm. if we meet for that consultation and it's just like, this doesn't seem like a match, in my opinion, there's no way there's going to be like that type of chemistry the day of my wedding where it's like you kind of sense the type of bride that I am. You kind of get the vibe of what kind of photos I want or the, the realm of how I want my video to be. So mm-hmm. definitely test the waters out with those consultations. Yeah. And another site to look at is Reddit. Just Google. When you're Googling, whatever you say, da-da-da-da, I want to know wedding flowers in D.C. 
mm-hmm. read it. Mm-hmm. Chances are you're going to find someone who experienced it firsthand or all like a lot of stuff that can help you. A lot of people put all their information out there. So absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And with all of this, you know, we're in the age of technology. You're not alone. If you want, you can look into some fun apps that can help you get through some of this planning for your wedding. Yes. So um, what's, what's the first app? You know, we looked into a few. The first one that came across my screen here was a app called Pocketbook. So this is a budgeting app. Apparently, this is to stop you from going over your budget. So it's very easy to get caught up in Pinterest and seeing these beautiful things and wanting to, you know, be tempted to go over your budget a bit to get what you want. But with this app, I believe you put in your finances and it kind of just give you that understanding of what can work and what doesn't work in order to help save you money. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. I wish I knew. I Me wish too. I knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I did. I wish I had the discipline to also like fill it out too. <laughs> yeah, because everything you have to sign in nowadays, you have to create accounts. But yeah. with this saving you some some money, especially mm-hmm. during wedding planning, I think it's a good try. You can take yeah, the risk that is of signing good. up. Yeah, that no, I mean like not signing up, but actually putting my finances in. Like, oh, I'll put it in. And I'm like, oh, I know this is going to go over budget. Maybe I just won't add it in there. <laughs> no, you have to have discipline. You have to be disciplined, okay? You have to be disciplined in order to get the results. That's true. This is a great, I, know, I really wish I had this app. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Another cool app is um, around floral arrangements called mm. Like That Garden. So if you ever seen photo, like pictures of like flowers that you really like, you just take a picture of it and the app will like tell you what that is called. And it also suggests um, flowers that are similar and it makes it really easy for you to communicate to your florist oh because now you can tell them like, this, I want this flower. You're going to sound really smart. And you and Flores will be in hand in hand. And now that's what I wish I had. Same. Because um, mm-hmm. I know Jack Dooley squat about flowers. Nothing at all. Like when I, I went know. there, I showed the picture from Pinterest. I said, I need something to look like this. And he's like, oh, this is a la 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 rose. And I'm like, what kind of rose is that? I just thought it was just rose. And she goes, no, yeah. there's this type of rose and that type of rose. And this rose blossoms like this. I had no idea what any of this meant. So this definitely is a good app to go and explore before you go to the florist. Yes. So those are some pretty cool apps to to use. Um, I'm sure there's like a million more, but I think both Rima and I would have loved to know about these. Absolutely. We were planning hours. Absolutely. <laughs> One app to save me money and the other app to make me a floral whiz when I went to buy florist. <laughs> and it could probably save you money too, because apparently there's some flowers that look similar and some are more mm-hmm. expensive than others, but they look the same. 
Yeah, that's true. Yep, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to be the budget girl again, so I didn't see it. <laughs> it's okay. That's who you are. That's <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> well, Those apps are cool. And I have one last really important basic that you guys should know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called delegation. Delegate all of these tasks. All you have to do is remember to delegate. Um, yeah. And after you have created your vision, you hired your your vendors, you set your ground rules with your fiance, it's time to make sure that you have other people around you to help and they know what to do. You don't have to do every single thing. Yep. You don't have to take it on all by yourself. This is what you have your tribe for. Your family is here for that. Your friends, your bridal tribe. And if it becomes too overwhelming... It's okay to have a little girl chat, a guy chat, whoever's mm-hmm. in your team, and say, look, I'm overwhelmed. Can anyone assist me with ABC? Can you look into this? Can you look into videographers? Can you look for florists? And, you know, hopefully your tribe pulls through. I know my tribe pulled me through. I didn't think about this yet. <laughs> the delegate task, I just didn't think to do until, like, very like wire lasted a minute and yeah they pulled in for me and I really should have said something earlier or spoke up earlier like I yeah. always think about that but it's understandable so. though because you don't want to put that burden on on your tribe but you know they are there to help they are there to help and it doesn't have to be financially mm-hmm. I'm saying emotionally people, yeah emotionally doesn't just saying oh yeah you're my bridal party you have to pay for my florals no that's not delegating tasks <laughs> no 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 that's not no. how that goes no believe it or not there are some brides who delegate financial wedding tasks please keep in mind this is your day not mm. the bridal party's day so mm. it the only thing they're responsible for is making sure that they're up to par the day of the wedding and send you on a nice bachelor trip somehow or a bachelor night out to celebrate you before the nuptials. But Mm -hmm. they don't pay for flowers unless they want to give it as a gift. Your videographer, favors, that's not their responsibility. (laughs) No, no, they do not do those things. Now you could probably use them to make some mm-hmm. like centerpieces like you get all the materials and then they come and they put it together yeah. like maybe that's like that type of work but yeah. no DIY party sure. yeah mm-hmm. it's not appropriate and even that has its limits um but you could an example of delegation in that piece would be maybe you delegate finding you know like delegate the planning the party the DIY party to one bridesmaid who knows how to do this or you have, they pick the i they help you find the materials stuff like that mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. well there you go this is our <laughs> first half of wedding planning and yes it's a good basics these are the good basics to get you started yes yes with this foundation when we dig into the nitty-gritty you guys will be ready mm-hmm. so Absolutely. Yes, yes. So speaking of getting ready, it's time for our sweet tunes. Mm -mm 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 -mm. So you guys know what it is. 
We're not going <laughs> to say this every episode. You know what it no. is. This you is when we is. give you those songs to get your wedding playlist right. Yes. All right. So, Nettie, this week, what was your pick? So, my pick this week is called I See You by Coco Jones. Mm. It's a really romantic song. I love it. It's very new neo solely. It's the Coco Jones has a beautiful voice. Watch the video. The visuals are everything. But um, it just solidifies like relationship stuff and just being in love with your partner. Nice. Really great song. I can picture this being played um, during the cocktail hour or when you guys are waiting for, you know, the ceremony to begin. So, or even walking down the aisle. So. Mm, nice, nice. All right. So this week I chose Yabba Heartbreak by Drake. Um, so I heard this song when actually my husband was editing a um, I guess it was an engagement video. Um, this couple, they was having a Harlem type of theme to their wedding and mm-hmm. they carried it through from this engagement video up until they left their wedding reception. And it was beautiful. Um, this song gives like a nice soulful, jazzy Harlem Nights kind of vibe. So it was a <laughs> perfect fit for that. And lyrically, it's talking about love and being for someone else. And I think it's a perfect fit for any aspect of the wedding. Well, these songs sound amazing. I would like to be at a wedding where either one of these songs are being played. Yeah. Hopefully people check it out. It's listed right there for you on Apple and our YouTube playlist. Check it out. Check it out. So we have come to the end of the road. I can't let go. It's the, to the end spouse. It's the wrap up time. <laughs> Here we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, today, sugar, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. All right. Strategize and do your research before you commit and sign those contracts. All right, guys. I love it. <laughs> and today's spouse is remember your ground rules when things get tough. Because it's about to be in the trenches. So that's make right. Sure that that's right. <laughs> so well, that's it for this episode, guys. Yes, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget, you guys can tune in for the full episode on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and catch our snippets on YouTube. Exactly. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.